Um, no, but what I, what I was thinking say about Google is like, let's say they feel like they've taken a product as far as it can go and there's no way they can innovate it anymore, like Google Reader, the RSS feed. Then they're like, well, if there's no way we can improve this, it's at its, it's hit its ceiling, um, we're just going to sunset it. Because yeah. it's like they have to constantly be innovating, and I hate that. They can't just leave well enough alone. I, yeah, I... It's been seven years since Google Reader went away, and I'm not over it. What did Google Reader do? It was, the, well, it was, I guess it was more important back when I read a lot of blogs, and now there aren't nearly as many oh, blogs yeah, yeah, that yeah, I okay. read. But, but um, I mean, it's, it's just an aggregator. It's a good way to just see keep track of like lots of different websites mm-hmm. that you read um, and see their new content. You know, most new sites have like an RSS little icon so you can just add it to your, to all of your readers. So like, that's how I stay up with all, all my news. Mm. I just, I <laughs> just end. never use, well, yeah, I don't, I don't like, yes, if you say so. Oh yeah. So, so many of my, my friends and I were big Google reader fans. Um, but that was back when I read a lot more like, you know, blogs by ladies like me who now right. like, don't blog anymore. And I also, if they did, I wouldn't read their blogs. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like every once in a while I find a blog like that I really like, and then I w- read it for about two days and I get rid of it. So maybe I needed an aggregator. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was more, I was running out of, I was not remembering all the blogs I was reading. And I used to have just like a bookmarks tab of all the blogs, but then that just became uh, unwieldy. Google has some new feature where you can like, put your tabs into folders so if you have eight million tabs open you can like okay wait i did that today because i had three tabs open from the same website and i was like google's like group your tabs together and i was like yes please all it did was it didn't group them it just underlined them in the same color and put like a blue box around them and i was like well they're both still up there (laughs) they weren't like consolidated i was like i knew they were from the same website i didn't need you to color code it for me I've been doing a lot of, a lot of my work lately has been uh, transferring information from one thing to another, from like a Google doc onto a Confluence page, which is like a a, a wiki thing and doing a lot of that. So I've had them up on multiple screens, but I've needed more than two things to look at at one time. So I've been making Mm -hmm. these tiny little boxes. Like it's the closest I've ever come to to looking like swordfish or some site of like hackers or something where it's like, I got all these windows up, but they're just like, and I'm typing real fast and clicking on things. But really it's just like this piece of information. It's just copying and pasting almost, or like putting a bunch of information together. So. Well, and one thing that I also um, really liked about Google Hangouts was that you were a whole separate window. Our video chat was, so it was easy for me to keep our window up and Mm -hmm. like, make it a little bit smaller while I was looking for something else, like, you know, or ignoring a wrestling story you were telling and surfing the internet. And, um, and now, I mean, I know I can break this tab out, but it just adds you in as another tab. And I'm like, but yeah. that means I just can't see Ryan's smile and face the whole time. So. I know. It, I, it, my review of Google Meets does not meet expectations. Yeah, I mean, like, I'd say maybe like two out of five would not really recommend, but if you have to use it, you're not going to be mad. Yeah. Um, um, speaking of reviewing things, do we want to jump into these episodes? Oh, what a good, what a good segue that was. And one of the Thank episodes you. is even about exactly. reviews. Um, hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. We get together and we talk about Frasier. Uh, Laurel here is the resident expert on all things Frasier. I am slowly catching up to her level of expertise. So is there like a Christmas tie-in we could do with that? Like, am I like the head elf in the I, workshop? That was the first thing and... I was going to say. <laughs> 
I don't I don't know the the division of labor amongst the elves, so I don't yeah, know if I can, I like, can really make that claim. Uh, I, yeah, well, okay, well, I'll I'll think about that a little bit. But I feel like there was some sort of like Christmas tie-in. Like I I don't know. I'm I, I'm the ghost of Christmas past. Maybe and... you're you're <laughs> like Rudolph. You're leading the sleigh, and I'm further back. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a Donner. Yeah, Comet. Although Blitzen. wait, eleven seasons of Frasier. Oh no, there's eight tiny reindeer. Never mind. So that's nine. Never mind. My, my, my it's funny. I was, I was about to say I don't actually know how many reindeer there are. I mean, I know, but I can't couldn't remember. So eight. Okay, I believe you. There's eight, and then there's Rudolph. So that's nine. So nine. Yeah. I thought for some reason there were ten. Two more. We're gonna uh, uh, Frick and Frack, the other, the lost reindeer. Oh, I was gonna say Fraser and Niles, the lost there reindeer. There you go. <laughs> um, so our first episode this week is called Radio Wars, and here is the IMDb synopsis. Fraser is repeatedly made the butt of phone pranks by KACL's new comedy team, Carlos and the Chicken. Uh, I, you've you've seen Parks and Rec, so this gave me a big Ira and the crazy douche. crazy Ira and the Ira. douche. And I I feel like this joke has been done eight million times since then, where it's always like somebody and the something. Mm-hmm. Um, these two episodes in general had two kind of annoying, very annoying plot lines to me. So I wait, wait is is that the only? Is that it for the synopsis? Oh yeah, that's it. Yes. Oh, I didn't realize. I thought you were like pausing to like oh, no, just no, 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 no. chit chat. I was like, Ryan, finish the synopsis. I'm done. Uh, <laughs> no. I this. I, was, yeah. Yeah. No. It, it was. It was very reminiscent of Crazy Ira and the Douche, and it made me also realize why I like that plot line. Not not that I really like that plot line in Parks and Rec, but how Parks and Rec does it better because they are recurring characters. I mean, I'm just going to spoil it right yeah. now. We never see these people again. Um, they're recurring it. characters. You see, like, they're, they're able to develop a little bit, so it's not so, like, one note. Also, can we just talk about what kind of radio station KACL is? Yes. The kind of talk radio that KACL is is not one that has DJs like this. Yeah, this it, it feels like uh, I always forget the station manager's name. Although he seems Kenny, to, Kenny, Kenny seems to be like casting his net wide now since the yes. uh, since the uh, uh, losing the what was it Tejano, the Latin station. The yes, Latin exactly. Um, I I wrote the first thing I note I have is that prank wasn't particularly funny. Like it wasn't a good prank. The first one, it was just. Do you describe your butt to us? Uh, it's and he and Fraser doesn't even say anything. They just end up going. Is it big? It's like they just lead him down this path. It's stupid. Yeah, I know. I, I agree. I agree. Um, and like, did you grow up on? Because we're both from Dallas. Did you grow up listening to any of like the Dallas morning DJs? Uh, like, I like my, my, I grew up, so I, I went to a private school across town. So my mom and I were in the car for like thirty minutes every morning, and mm-hmm. it, we. We would listen to Kid Craddock in the morning religiously. And they wouldn't necessarily, they weren't as like crude as this. It was more just like banter and like celebrity gossip and stuff. But they would have bits that they would do. So like stuff like this is a big like part of my like childhood commute to school. I I listened to The Edge. I know I did that. I mean, when I got older, I listened to The Ticket a lot. And I think like The Ticket is a Mm -hmm. lot more like this. Mm -hmm. But I think their jokes tend to be a little more clever. Yes. Yes. Um, also, like shooting their shot on their first day, going after you know Fraser on their first day. I was like, wow, they're just have shots fired. Have you heard? I think this is hilarious, and I think it's hilarious outside of my interest, just because it's. I know a lot of people who don't like the same things I do that find this prank to be very interesting. But have you heard that uh, prank online where a radio station kept calling this woman and trying to convince her to buy a WrestleMania pay per view? 
And it's no. like, it, they're like, is Champ there? And she's like, who's Champ? And they're like, John Cena. And they're like, start playing this music. She's like, this Saturday at WrestleMania. You'll get, and she's like, we are not buying WrestleMania. It's like, she keeps yelling back at them. And then they'll call back and she'll be like, you pick up the phone and be like, damn it, I'm not. Like, they're bleeping her out. We'll have to put it up. It is, I think it's hilarious because they just keep calling this woman and trying to, like, like leading her into a statement where like, I'm sorry, yes, do you support veterans? And she's like, do you support the troops? And she's like, yes. And they're like, because John Cena is a decorated Marine. Like, and, like they're doing, like, they're, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's, it's, it, for a while there was a meme where it was like John Cena would appear out of nowhere in like a video. And this is where that came from. Cause she keep trying to like tr- trick her into thinking it's not a call about WrestleMania. And then it becomes a WrestleMania call. I'll put it up. But I, that's what I thought of when I thought of these guys. Cause they finally call her at the end and she's just cursing out. They're like, Hey, 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 you're on whatever. And we're just joking around. She's like, Oh my God, you guys are so funny. <laughs> like at the end after she's like, I'm going to burn down this place. Do not call me again. But also I want to be like lady. It's really easy. Stop answering the phone. Yeah, right? That's the other part of, like, phone pranks. Because I've heard one, like I've heard ones where they're going to call someone on the ticket and then they just don't answer. But so There was one prank. Um, it was, uh, gosh, and I don't remember. I think it was the Kane show in the D.C. area. And uh, I didn't really listen to, like, ter- as they call terrestrial radio um, in D.C. a lot. But occasionally I would listen to it because I had about a 30-minute commute to work. And they had this segment called War of the Roses, Mm -hmm. which was usual. It was almost always a woman thinking that her husband, boyfriend, whatever, had cheated on her or was cheating on her. What a good person to throw a prank at. (laughs) (laughs) So they would, they basically concoct a scenario where they could get him, where they would get him to admit it over the phone. Oh, okay. Um, and so they would call and, uh, you know, the woman would be like on the line as well. And the one I remember is that she thought that her, she found out that her husband had been cheating on her. So they called and had a girlfriend on the side. So they called and pretended they were like, they worked for like Bank of America or something. And they called and pretended like they were the like HR for Bank of America. And were like, hey, we just want to let you know, like, you know, you've been submitted every month for this like gold star award. And we want to let you know that like this month your name was drawn. So congratulations. Your prize is a three day cruise to the Bahamas. Um, and he's like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe it. That's awesome. And they're like, yeah, you know, we really appreciate team members like you. So like, but um, we do need to go ahead and in order to save the price that we have, we need to go ahead and book it. Go ahead and put your name in now. So we reserve the reservations. Go and give me your name and the name of your passenger that you'll be bringing. And he gave the name of the other person. It wasn't his wife's name. It was like, her name was like Barbara. And then he gave the name like Sheila or something. And then, you know, they're like, and who is that? Is that, is that your wife? We need to put a relationship down. And he's like, um, no girlfriend. And then she's like, beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Just I, real model citizens, but I have to say, like, every time I would be driving, I'd be like, oh! I can't imagine the idea of going on a cruise with, like, my mistress, like, anytime. Because Tara, like, if I go anywhere, she calls me every day. So every day on the phone, I'd be like, this time where I'm just, like, sweating boats, no. like, hi! Huh. Can't, can't call you on a cruise. Your phone doesn't work on a cruise. But what would I tell her I was doing? Oh, well, you would say you were going on like on a on a guy's trip or something like, oh, to a place where there's not a lot of cell service. In Texas, there's so many places like that. I'm already like you just like might as well have just thrown a red flag at me. when I'm like, I'm going someplace <laughs> where you can't talk to me for a week. Um, I got pranked. I got pranked by the uh, uh, SMU radio station my, fr- my freshman year. Wait, first. Whoa, whoa, whoa. SMU has a radio station? <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, I mean, who knows if we still had one, like, even when you were there, this is my freshman year, got way back, almost in the 20th century. Um, 
And uh, they called me and they were like, hey, this is SMU IT or this is whatever. And I'm like, yes. And they're like, we've uh, noticed a bunch of strange downloads uh, on your internet. And I, they were at first like trying to get me to admit that I had downloaded porn, which is mm-hmm. legal. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm over the age of 18, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I thought they were upset because of uh, like I, it was the year 2000. So Napster was huge. And yes, was like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, God, oh, God. So I start sweating because of that. And then literally like they're like, I'm like, oh, well, my roommate uses my computer sometimes. So I don't know if he's doing it. Like I'm sitting there like trying to avoid it. And then they kind of go, well, it's of an illicit nature. And I'm like, what do you – and I'm, I'm thinking illegal. And eventually they get to the point where I realize it's nudie pics or whatever. And I go, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. What are you talking about? And then they started like, oh, your friend Wade is here. And he was calling you because of this, this, and this. And I was like, oh, I thought you guys were wondering if I was lo- downloading MP3s, which I'm not. Like, that was the whole thing. I was worried yeah, oh man. it was the FBI. <laughs> I was going to get the, in trouble. The early 2000s. Well, it, you were right to be worried about that because a friend, one of my old coworkers, she went to UT and she got um, she got fined three thousand dollars for downloading, like in college, yeah. downloading MP3s illegally. So I used to um, take orders to burn CDs for the uh, Alpha Kai's on my floor, and they would pay me back in like cookies or whatever all the time. It was great. He'd be like, could you could you do this? I, they got real excited. I remember I used to, they just used to give me CDs. I'm like, you know, I can like make you a mixtape of whatever you want. Like, it doesn't just have to be this album. And they're like, really? And I was like, and now thinking back on that, it's so quaint, so quaint. <laughs> I know it's so it's so pure. Like kids, we didn't have Spotify then. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't no have kidding. access to every song ever made at the click of a button. Exactly. Um, but anyway, get, getting back to. Uh, to, to this, uh, the Frazier does not take the pranks being played on him well. And I mean, everybody in his life, classic Frazier, he disobeys all of their advice. They're like, laugh it off, show you can take a joke, and they'll leave you alone. Which I kind of get, but I also think like Martin was like, don't do, don't be yourself. This is why you get pranked on. Cause like it was one step away from being like, stop, stop being such a sissy or whatever. Well, or he, he was saying that. Frazier and Niles need to, like, realize that they make themselves an easy target. Not so much like a sissy, but just, like, tone it down a little bit sometimes. Like, Niles, maybe when you're a child and you're wearing a bowler hat running around the neighborhood pretending to be the Avengers, don't also have a chin strap for it. Did you know the Avengers? (laughs) Yes, I know what he was talking about. I knew he was not talking about the Marvel Avengers. He's talking about, like, Mrs. Peel and that guy. But do you know who played Mrs. Peel? Um, wasn't it Diana Rigg? There you go. Okay. Yeah, just checking. I used to always point that out to Tara where I was like, look, it's the, where it's cause the grandma it's on uh, so Lena Tyrell. Yes. yes. And then I'd be like, this is what she, this is what she did in the sixties. And it's like, oh my. Well, so she just died recently, like mm-hmm. say in the past six months, but also something just, her last project was just released. And I saw like a, a picture of her in the New York times in her most recent project. And I had this whole like did Diana Rigg not die? Who yeah. was I thinking of? And I fell down this hole and I was like, oh, she did die. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, still one of the best, uh, probably one of the best or, or the longest lasting, like final words from Game of Thrones or lines from Game of Thrones. Is, well, you know, I, like I want her to know it was me. <laughs> I feel like that meme showed up so much on election night too. Well, I think it showed up a lot when Philadelphia was seen as the like one of the linchpins and it was gr- Grizzly. Gr- is that gritty. his name? 
Gritty, gritty. gritty. I would die for gritty. I love gritty. <laughs> it was like, tell Trump I want him to know it was me. <laughs> I saw this thing online where he won like an SB or something. And he just gets up on stage and he like looks at it and he can't talk, obviously. And he pulls out a sign and says, it's pronounced water. And then he like blows up a confetti can and runs off stage. It was so ridiculous. That is, that's amazing. I, um, I really like that. Do you remember when he first appeared and everyone was like, this is the most cracked out Muppet I've ever seen. Everyone's like, what a weird yes. character. And now everyone's like, gritty. It, I mean, it's so true, but also, I mean, we have to look at the Phillies fanatic, which is also like Philadelphia, other than the Eagles, is not known for its good mascots. Yes. <laughs> so, um, um, so the second prank that they play is they, again, not the, the most hilarious prank. They managed to trick Frazier into getting out of his bath and stomp around while singing I'm in the mood for love in his bathroom. I thought this one was a little funnier, but mostly just because of who Fraser was when he's like, this is what I use in my, in my, it's, uh, in my It's bath. a proprietary blend. I will tell you, it sounded delightful. <laughs> like a, yeah, n- none of that made me roll my eyes. I, I was will, like, oh. Well, I will say Tahitian vanilla, and I, only, I know this from like, I like going Cooking. on Pinsy Spices and stuff. And they're, Tahitian yeah. vanilla is not cheap. No, what well, doesn't surprise you that Fraser, especially in fair, the late fair. '90s, I'm sure, yes. but doesn't surprise you that Fraser's using, you know, not cheap vanilla. Do you think that would like? I've never heard of anyone using vanilla in anything like that before. Well, I could see if you blend it with what was it? it was rose hips, that Tahitian vanilla, maybe lavender. I don't remember what some yeah. of the others were, but I could see all of them together providing a very nice, relaxing. Um, I'm not a big bath person, though. I was just talking to my coworker about this. She just bought a condo and was showing us pictures, and it doesn't have a bath. And I was like oh, are you a bath person? Like, I'm not, so I wouldn't care. She's like, I'm a really big bath person. It's going to be yeah. a big adjustment. And I was like, why did you buy the condo without a bathtub? I, I don't like it. It feels like you're making a me tea. It's just you're steeping in all your stuff. It's weird. Well, I, got, I just get, I get hot. I, I run hot anyway. I get hot very quickly. Yes. And and then I'm just like, well, this is just uncomfortable. And Tara, yeah, Tara loves them for the... Uh... One of the gifts I got her for her last anniversary was like a wood thing where you could put like a glass of wine and a book yes. and a magazine and all that. And she loves them, but she also likes like ridiculously hot showers or anything hot. So her being hot, what well, I'm saying is my is... wife's very hot. <laughs> but I'm cha. Because she listens. Um, <laughs> what? Okay, so I also like really hot showers and I, and I like hot baths as well. But then when you're sitting in there for a long time, you're just like, you get hot. And yeah. you're like, I'm just. And, and then the water gets cold, and then you're like, well, what am I still doing in here? And I'm, I'm with you. Short of, like, well, never mind. I was going to say short of, like, taking a bath with Tara, which is way less scandalous than it seems. It's like if we're on a vacation and it's big, it's usually, ooh, let's get something to drink and maybe something to eat. Like, <laughs> short of that, especially, I don't care to take a bath. Especially if you're like, oh, yeah, jacuzzis and hot tubs, totally different yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah. Well, well, yes. I like how you mean, like, you mean jacuzzi or hot tub where you're both closed. That's what you mean, right? Like, you're, like, blocking it out. Like, Well, well, I'd say I I could see how that is different Mm -hmm. because, A, it is bigger. And also, I I don't know, it feels almost like an activity. When some of my friends were about to move move out of D.C., they moved out of their apartment about a week ahead of time. And they ended up getting, like, upgraded to a suite at a hotel that had a huge, huge jacuzzi in the bathroom. Um, And so we all, like, there would be, like, six of us. Yeah. In their bathtub, just like chatting. I like a good hotel where the bath and shower are separate, where it's like mm-hmm. 
here's the shower and then like the bath is a completely different part of it like a soaking tub if you will do you like those big showers with like multiple heads and things like nozzles yeah okay so like i don't understand the point of all these nozzles i don't like i don't get it well i get ones where it's like there's two so you can have like a couple's shower or whatever but like we went to a uh, a Airbnb and it was like there was a bed uh, a bed there was a bathtub <laughs> in the middle and then like two of the four walls were like showers so it was like one two three four I'm like is this the locker room like it felt like <laughs> like it would look like you could yeah. shower four people and you had to really like to get them all to point at you you had to really put them at weird angles so it was all supposed to go straight and I was just like is this some weird group shower like in the master bedroom that's odd did i lose you yeah you froze or i froze okay i can hear you though yeah i I couldn't hear you oh well i got it all it was a great story you loved it (laughs) debatable not by Uh, the face that has frozen on my google bead it doesn't look like you like because you're just like i kind of want to take a picture of it hold on So let's 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 move on. Enough enough shower and bath talk. Uh, so w- one thing that I thought that I want to point out the second prank is I wrote down: Is this actually supposed to embarrass Frazier because he's a good singer? And I was yeah, like, all this exactly. is kind of doing is showing off his voice. Yeah, it just was kind of funny that he was singing "I'm in the mood for love in a bath." I mean, it was more visually funny than I think mm-hmm. orally, but. Yeah, yes. these guys aren't very good morning zoo. I will also say: Do you know either of these actors? Yes, I've seen the one who plays, um, oh my gosh, I don't know if it's Carlos or the chicken. The one who plays the skinnier, taller one with the dark hair. Yeah, Brian. He, I, know him from, I know him from an episode of Sex and the City. For those who are wondering, it's season five when Charlotte gets <laughs> married. She plays the, he plays the groomsman that um, Carrie hooks up with. He's so. also in your favorite movie, The Hangover, I believe. Oh! He owns the, uh, the, the wedding chapel. Yes. He is yes. also an accused rapist and sexual uh, assaulter from this from last year. So that's cool. <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> wow, is, is that was that John Ennis or Brian Callen? Brian Callen. Okay. He was friends with Chris D'Elia, and when Chris D'Elia went through a lot of the Me Too stuff, uh, Brian Callen went to his defense, and everyone was like, "Well, while we're talking about this," and he just I don't was think like, I, I don't I don't know who Chris D'Elia is. Uh, well, he was about to blow up. I think he's another comedian, and then like all of his stuff got taken away almost immediately because there was a lot of very convincing evidence that he had probably that he had been a, 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 a at the very least been a creep, um, if not worse. Wow. Um, so on that happy note, John okay. Innes, however, was on one of my favorite shows, Mr. Show. If you ever saw that Mr. Show with Bob and David. No, I've not seen that. But anyway, he was. He was am, I, am I still? Am I still frozen? You're absolutely still frozen. You're going to be frozen that, forever. That's really funny. Okay. <laughs> um, that was also great. I feel like I could just like get up and walk away, and you. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. The other day, Tara did uh, all of our one of our uh, podcasts on the ground on her back because her back was bothering her, and she was like, "Can you tell?" And I'm like, "No. If I didn't say anything, no one would have known." <laughs> but um, okay. Do you want to write this episode? Uh, I have a few quick things. Oh, sure. To yes. Talk yes. about. Uh, I think I'm looking at these notes, and I think really the only thing I, I, I thought it was interesting. This was like a real right to privacy episode. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't handle it very well, but I feel like this kind of stuff was funny in the '90s, and now it's like 
it, it, it's tantamount to like pet you know online bullying and that sort of thing i feel like it's 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 it didn't really hold up very well in my opinion but i do want to talk about fraser keeping uh his his neighbor's blood blood uh pressure medication her blood clotting her blood medicine. clotting medication <laughs> which was pretty dark when it happened because she was they offered a thousand dollars if anyone could get a picture of fraser's butt and his neighbor tried to take a picture she dropped her medication he picked it up she took the picture and then he was like well we'll see if she's getting that back and i was like that's that's important medication uh, oh i thought that i thought that was amazing i thought that was great <laughs> i did because I, mean, I thought of the implications which were doubled later when you see her at the door and she's like like she looks kind of like she's having some sort of issue at the moment. She's like, uh, well, I thought that was back. more her just trying to be like, uh, uh, my God, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, when you're apologetic, apologetic. Oh yes, no, but... I thought she was in the middle of an episode. <laughs> oh, well, you know, it's <laughs> like, that's dark. This one's dark. There's some dark stuff in the next one too, that I thought was, was interesting, but, um, I don't know. Five, five out of ten uh, b- blood pressure medications, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to give it the same five out of ten proprietary herb blends for a bath. Um, I just, I don't know. I find this episode to be completely forgettable. Yeah. Um, and I know, like, there are so many good episodes coming up this season that I'm like, can we just get to... I, I don't have patience for these, like, subpar, what I feel like are filler episodes. Well, you going to come sit in my lap? Okay. N- no. Oh. <laughs> I realize you can't see anything. Leo is now here. Oh, okay. I just want to hear a man's voice be like, sure thing, Laurel. And it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, although I do like this idea of you having a gentleman caller over and you're like, just one moment. I have to record a podcast. <laughs> yes. Um, please amuse yourself. That's a, that's a big power move, I think, though. He's like, I'll just go. You're like, no, stay. Uh, anyway. <laughs> but, but, but be silent. Yes. No talking. No talking, Reginald. I don't know. Uh, th- um, the, the next episode is season seven, episode four, Everyone's a Critic. Uh, when, oh, are you ready for this? When Niall lands a job as a magazine art critic, Frasier is jealous. I'm that done. is, um, that's basically like the Hulu description, which I yeah. think is like, I think that that was exactly what it is, which the Hulu descriptions lately have been. So what's funny is the descriptions for The Bachelorette where they don't even do full sentences. It will be like competition, wrestling match, a hard discussion. <laughs> and, and I'm like, what? Have I told you about, I tried to talk about this on the Disney podcast. I was like, this isn't appropriate. So I'll talk about it here. I've been watching Star Trek, the next generation lately. And they're like rating. That you're is, right. That's not appropriate. Well, well, their rating is PG sex fear, <laughs> but there's, if you look at it, it looks like there's no comma. So it's like sex fear, mm. which is like, yes. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. But anyway, yes. Um, this one was hard to watch. Uh-huh. Because Poppy, while I I think the actress, like, turned it up to 11 in a way that was unbearable. Mm-hmm. And she was in a lot of the episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> point about that actress, that's Katie Finneran, mm-hmm. who is... And I was like, why do I know that name? She's, like, a very well-respected Broadway actress. She has two Tonys, one for Noises Off and one for the musical I saw her in, Promises, Promises, um, which is the musical telling of the movie The Apartment, if you're familiar with that. It won Best Picture back in the 60s. The Jack Lemmon 
Uh, yes. Movie. Yeah, I've seen that. Is Sh- Shirley MacLaine, I think, in Jacqueline. Yes, Lane, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And um, then Fred McMurray, the nutty professor. <laughs> yes, yes. As, as the adulterer, um, which was very odd. Yes, exactly. So basically, it's that exact movie, but in musical form called Promises, Promises. It's where the oh. song Say a Little Prayer for You comes from. Um, I saw it on Broadway back in 2012 with Kristen Chenoweth, Sean Hayes, and Katie Finneran, and she had just won the Tony the month before for her role. Her role is seven minutes long. Oh, wow. She is... Hey, you're unfrozen. Fan- <laughs> oh, hey. Sorry, it's seven oh, minutes long. Here's Leo. You can Hi, see Leo. Leo. Um, it's seven minutes long. She is fantastic in those seven minutes. Her character is drunk the entire time. Yes. And she is just like, she is so memorable that like, even though I obviously knew who Sean Hayes and Kristen Chenoweth were going into it, I like, she is what I remember the most Mm -hmm. about seeing that. Um, so she, and she's been in a lot of things, a lot of like New York things. She's been Law and Order. She's been The Good Wife. She's been in some TV shows that didn't last very long, but, um, The thing I saw her on IMDb was, uh bloodlines i think yes she was in bloodline that and, and that's the netflix show that had like kyle chandler in it right yes excellent first season i never watched anymore so i have no idea Same. yeah um it also, it also has norbert leo butts in it who is also very much a broadway veteran so i wonder if that's a big thing about that show but um yeah i, I finished the first season of that show and then said you know what i'm good i don't need because i feel I like i need any more a lot of things kind of wrapped up in an interesting way and then there was a strange like hitch to get you to the next storyline mm-hmm. and i just went no thank you <laughs> yeah that's how i am with a lot that's how i was with silicon valley I, when silicon yeah. valley the first season ended i was like okay that was like oh i understand that you're wanting that there's things you want me to see resolved i am okay not mm-hmm. having those resolved mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, yes, I agree for, but I think this also, I could see how talented she was in this episode because she is able to like embody this very obnoxious character. Yeah. Yeah. It, I don't necessarily think she did a good job with the character, but I don't think anyone could have done better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Also now I want, I'm curious if you know, having gone to um, SMU or working out in the world, if you do come across these people who are very just handed jobs that they are in no way suited for, and you have to just keep them busy for a little while. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I have ever actually seen that, but I mean, yes, I feel like that, that that's that got to be, that's that's... I do want to talk at the beginning, though, about um, what I think is one of the best name choices on Frasier when he is bidding telling everybody to tune in for the farewell uh broadcast of their lovable curmudgeon chester ludgate yes he looked like there was like a cajun cook back in the like 80s do you know who i'm talking about a cajun cook oh, i've seen it was something like way back in the day it was like very early cooking shows and it was this one guy who was cajun he taught you how to do cajun cooking i think it was so-and-so the cajun cook Back when, you know, there weren't so many cooking shows. So just your gimmick being, I'm the Cajun oh. cook. Like, Got it. And it wasn't Emerald. Yeah, it wasn't Emerald. Oh, no, this is way before Emerald. So it was like the, it was like the 80s. It was, it was around the same time as the, like the frugal gourmet and stuff like that. Probably Julia Child. Well, I'm sorry. Wasn't, was Emerald not the frugal gourmet? So Emerald no. was around a lot longer, a lot, lot, a lot earlier than we think of Emerald. Like he, but he was in shows that weren't like didn't have his name on them. He wasn't the frugal gourmet because the frugal okay. gourmet like 
had a big controversial. I hate to bring up another person having a sex controversy, but I think he had yeah. one that was really bad because my mom used to really like him and always tell me because he had the word frugal in it. And she was like, you should be like him. And then I think all that came out and she never spoke of him again. <laughs> dead to her. Dead to yes. her. Um, but he looked like that guy. I'll, I'll put up a video of his on the thing that you can compare. But yes, Chester well, Ludgate is... What did he... What was his show? The, I thought it was the lovable curmudgeon. That was the name of the show? I didn't know. I thought Frasier was just describing him that way. I don't know if Frasier actually said the name of the show then. What's the, Well, let's assume it's the lovable curmudgeon. What's the format of that show? Oh, I imagine it's just him, like, talking about things in his daily life that that make him cranky and things in current events and, like, the news that it's, make him It's like cranky. Andy Rooney on 60 Minutes? Yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. Like, I could see him, like, going on a plane flight to visit his grandchildren and coming back just rife with, <laughs> of course, this is pre-pandemic, rife with, like, and they make you take your shoes off kind of thing. And That, you know. that hour of, of radio is cursed because when Poppy gets her show on there, my God. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, so we're introduced to Poppy Delafield, who's the daughter of the station mm-hmm. owner, who was in Paris. No, Madrid. No, Paris. And said that she needed to stop wasting her time and go and get a real job. So she asked her mom to find her a job at one of the many media conglomerates she owns. <laughs> yes, and she is she has an annoying voice on top of droning on and on with uninteresting stories. Like she's it's it's just rough. And she's just getting passed around the studio. Everyone's trying to offload her onto somebody else. Mhm. Yeah, it's 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 unfortunate cuz it's kind of just a one-note character. Yes. And then uh, the, the the B story is that Niles has gotten a job um, for the the wealthy the, person's magazine, the Monocle, the Monocle. to be their arts <laughs> critic. Um, and so Fraser, of course, is jealous. And I, I'm glad that Roz just like immediately stated what the problem was. She's like, I'm so sick of this one upmanship. When one of you has success, the other gets jealous and mm-hmm. has to try to outdo them and everything. I'm like, thank you, because we're on season eight now, and so. It's We've not, all seen this story with y'all a little too much. Yeah, I, I, when they, I, I wanted to bring this up real quick. I love Gil Chesterton in this is kind of just peppered throughout. But the one thing I really liked is when he's trying to escape from her at Cafe Nervosa, and he's like, "I feel like a mongoose at the mercy of a chatty cobra." Yes. <laughs> really, just made yes, me laugh. Yes, it's, it's yeah, it's very good. So Fraser ends up convincing Poppy that they should host a that she should not leave KCL at the end of her internship and she should stay and ho- they should co-host a arts show. Was it but, Fra- Fraser's original thing to have them co-host? Well, if Fraser was more just like KACL needs a show like this and we need to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, I th- I I mean also, Poppy is so dense and oblivious that I could see her just focusing on herself and yes. not even thinking that that's what he was. Well, yeah, that's pretty much what happens because she shows up and she's got all those notes and she's like, I have my own radio show. Thank you, Fraser. And she's making sure everybody knows it was Fraser's idea that she'd do, she'd do this. Yeah, she was like, just when I was about to have my last day at KACL. I got to be honest. I feel like I zoned out a little bit. I had to end up watching this kind of in sections because of, of my day at work today. But um, did what was the result? Like, did they, did she, as far as we know, does she keep the show? Um, I mean, yeah, the, the she's it, she's just on the show. And when she finishes her 
first episode as she walks out, you know, the cold closed is her just walking through an empty KCL hallway looking for people. And then as soon as she's out of the hallway, everybody like emerges from their hiding <laughs> yeah, spots. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, are you asking, if you're asking me if she's in more episodes, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't really remember. Yeah. I don't really remember a lot about, I don't remember this character really at all. So, um, but can we talk yeah. real quick about the uh, C story, which is, uh, Eddie. Eddie killing a hamster, which was another kind what... of grisly dark story. But I did really like what he was like. I saw the flyer. He's offering ten dollars. Well, the most we can claim is six fifty. I just when he's like, then I heard a bell, and I thought rats don't wear bells, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, as the owner of a Jack Russell Terrier, um, well. Leo has never shown any sort of interest in squirrels or anything. But um, when we lived in D.C., so you can't really live in, like, D.C. proper without dealing with rats. Like, you just you see rats just right. on a daily walk. Um, I, my mom will still talk about like, how horrifying it was when I, would, like, walked with her through, actually, DuPont Circle. And she heard, like, a rustling. And I was like, oh, it's just some rats. Yeah, there's a bunch of rats right there. Let's just keep walking. Um, that's the only time I saw Leo actually, like partially go into attack mode as we were on a walk and a rat like ran across the path a good like 10 or 15 feet in front of us and leo was just suddenly like stiff as a board like ready to pounce growling and i was like mm-hmm. that's my dog i i that that squirrel that yells at lady was back the other day <laughs> and i was just i let her out and then i heard like real rustling in the tree and then heard chuck 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 just like it yelling and i went out there and then i proceeded to like tell off the rat i was like what are you gonna do nothing get out of here <laughs> like like lady wasn't paying hardly any attention she's just doing her business and i was like look she doesn't even care about you like i was really just sticking no it one to cares the about you yeah like, what's what's the point of your life man really just adding insult to injury to this poor squirrel and i was like look not only does she, are you not a threat she's she does not care no one cares get out of here i'm sure my neighbor was like who the hell is he talking to <laughs> I'm sure the neighbor's like, dear diary, another another sign that my next door neighbor's losing it. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think there's anything else about this. Uh, oh, also one thing I was very confused about, which I guess I actually do see this, is what Poppy was wearing the whole time. She's wearing these very matronly, out-of-date out suits mm-hmm. and, like, really ugly shoes. And I'm like, if she's supposed to be, like, in her 20s, I assume, yeah, you'd think she'd point. be a bit more stylish. But I do know, not cl- not closely and not well, but I do know some women who are come from, like, immense wealth who dress as though, like, from an early age, dressed as though they were already, like, playing bridge and, you know, throwing luncheons for the league and stuff. Where, like, just from an early age, they wore, like, St. John's suits and go through sorority recruitment looking like they just you know stepped out of the 1950s and (laughs) because they were like that is classic and this cost a lot of money so that means it is fashionable i don't think it's like "Mm." yeah i'm not sure i noticed that on her do we think it was as out of like was it you know looking at it through a 2020 lens it's very out of touch was it as out of touch when this came out Yes, because yeah, okay. looking looking at what Roz and Daphne wear, it's yeah, fair. They're like, yes, it was out of touch then, um, especially for somebody her age, somebody thirty years older than her. If she's supposed to be like in her twenties, you know, uh, maybe she's supposed to be older. But like, I got the sense you were supposed to think she was kind of like in her twenties and yeah. like wasn't. Yeah, so I just yeah. She reminds me of those people who's like because it costs a lot of money, it means it's fashionable. So, um, do you want to rate this one, or you got any LOLs? 
Um, I pretty much, I think I said mine, which was the, yeah. um, we can only claim 650. So, um, you know, I think I'm going to give this, um, I'm going to give it five lutes. Oh, okay. That, that was a good one I liked where he's like, the father, they were called lutes. Uh, he's I, like, you, you came home with that weird guitar. I feel like I remember so little of this episode and there was an annoying character. I got to give it like four. I was thinking about three at one point, but. I'll give it four chatty cobras, which I know is something we already mentioned in this episode, but like I said, I don't remember a whole lot of details on this one, and it had an annoying character. So so guys, if you want to talk to us about uh, someone you find annoying and give us their name so we can tell it on the air. No, just kidding. Uh, you know you know how to get a hold of us. We are craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S at craniacs on Twitter. Craniacs, a Fraser podcast on Facebook. And you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, Google Podcasts, all over the place. But wherever you find us, please give us a five-star review, the highest review you can. Uh, if you want to give us a four-star or lower review, Laurel has a recommendation for a way to better spend your time. Yes, I do. Um, this is not really going to come as a huge hot take, but perhaps a warm take, perhaps like a reheated take. Um, I just finished The Undoing on HBO. Mm. Um, six episode little limited series starring uh, Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman and um, y'all it's good it's a good thing to binge over a weekend again six episodes that's only like six hours of your life there's a little bit of mystery almost every episode ends with some sort of cliffhanger where I gasp at the end of every episode Um, some people did not care for the ending they thought the ending was a cop-out or a letdown I I mean I thought it was an ending so um but yeah, I just, I recommend it. I killed it in two days. It was on the background while I was working and yeah, just, I recommend it. It's also just nice to start a show knowing that, you know, how with some shows it takes, like you're about to start a series that's been on for four years and you know, mm-hmm. it's going to take like six or seven episodes for it yeah, to really yeah. get cooking. That's something nice about limited series is that, you know, that those episodes, if it's done well, are, they're going to be good and they're going to be succinct and they're going to like, just get straight to the point. And that's kind of nice that you know you're not in something for the long haul. Because I have commitment problems. <laughs> this is David E. Kelly show, right? Yes, yes, who did Big Little Lies. It rem- There are shades of Big Little Lies in it, too. Even though it's based on a book as Big Little Lies was, it's not by the same author or anything. So mm-hmm. um, He's also got a new show. I started looking him up because he's got a bunch of stuff out now. And he's done a lot of shows. But that new show, oh, yeah. I know you don't get Hulu commercials, but have you seen anything for Big Skies or something like that? Um, I have not seen the Hulu commercials for it, but I've seen um, my Prime Stick has been, my Amazon yeah, Prime has yeah, yeah. been pushing it to me. Now, is um, that just the, the, the like image or does it actually show you? Yes, the just the image. But I know I know that's David E. Kelly. And wait, who's in that? Someone famous is in it. Ryan Philippe. Oh, that's right. That's right. It, mm. The trailer famous, looks really intriguing, like enough to where I'm like, I kind of want to check it out, but. I don't know how to describe what happens in the trailer. It's a, it's of course like some upbeat song, but like sung in a low tempo, you know, you know, and then, uh, that is the opening to the undoing is, Oh my God, I can't think of what it is, but it's some kind of like love song that's sung so slowly. I think this one is, uh, what's the song from, uh, Stan, is it stand by me? (laughs) What's the song from stand by me? It's well, because in my head I was thinking, what's the song from The Body, which is the name of it. But then I went, well, what's the thing? And I got there. Anyway, great story, Ryan. So it, uh, the trailer is just really interesting. It seems about people being abducted. And then like they go to find where these, these people have been abducted. And it's like many more people than have been reported or whatever. That's all I kind of know. Oh. About it. So 
I'm interested in checking it out because and Tara makes fun of me because it's one of those things where every time it comes on, I go, "That looks interesting." She's like, "I know you've said it every time it's come on." But that's uh, um, well, uh, question: Who is David E. Kelly's wife? Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, I'm impressed. Well, David E. Kelly did uh, one of my favorite shows, Boston Legal. So, which is such a different like. That's the other thing is like I said. Just go look up his Wikipedia entry and his. his oh yeah, his thing is is very. It's Ally McBeal. It's did he do Allie the McBeal? practice? Yeah, the practice. So it's like very dramatic, very funny, very like it's it's. I, there's a lot I of different stuff like on there. I feel like he did Ally McBeal. I think so. I might be wrong, but. I mean, that sounds. I would have guessed if you'd asked if he. I mean, you just did. <laughs> if you asked <laughs> if he did, I would say yes. <laughs> yes. Um. So uh, one thing. Oh, so anyway, I recommend the undoing. Um. One thing I do want to make sure that I do, because I keep forgetting to do this, is to say hello and welcome to our newest, youngest Craniacs fan. Uh, the uh, That is Baby Ford, who um, was born to uh, previous Craniacs guest Kyle and his wife Casey um, a few months ago. And I keep forgetting to give him a shout out. He has already listened to episodes of Craniacs. <laughs> In the womb, they in put his, a little... In his first... Most likely in the womb, yes. <laughs> but also in his first few weeks of life. So um, happy to have you, Baby Ford. Um, you're fun at Laurel. Can't wait to meet you. She'll probably meet you first through a window and what, just waving. But as soon as she has a vaccine, she'll come and hold you. But yeah, just, anyway. just, just, just. I thought you... For a second, I thought you said his name was Four and not Ford. <laughs> I was like, Four? <laughs> like the number. So the joke I was yes. going to make makes no sense. So this is all getting cut out. Um, hi Ford. Thanks for listening, and uh, thank you guys. Ford, for- we can't wait for you to be a guest. Yeah, so. absolutely. <laughs> when when we do this all again, starting from the <laughs> beginning. Ugh. But anyway, uh, thanks guys. Check out some David E. Kelly stuff, and uh, until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all. <laughs>